All right, my friends, once again, welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News. I hope you're having a lovely day. We're going to be talking once more about Connick because I've been thinking about it over the last 24 hours. Some of the things Connick said, some of the things that were alleged in the press release from L.A. County. And I'm kind of thinking about what the larger implications for this is, because I've seen people be a a little bit concerned about the fact that Gascon is involved. Uh, But I want to allay any fears that you have and present some evidence to you that shows that this is far bigger than just the question of whether or not the personal identifying information of Americans was housed in China for a single county. This is, in my opinion, going to open the floodgates and lead to much bigger and better things. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn, because we're going to be right back after this. All right, my friends, thanks for sticking around. So in regards to Connick, now, as I said yesterday, the mainstream media has been forced to admit in very short order that this is not a conspiracy theory. This is conspiracy fact. And let me just remind you of what Connick is charged with. They're charged with maintaining the personal identifying information of American citizens on an unsecured server that was located in Wuhan, China. That was against the law. And as a result of that, Alex Kaplan had to update this headline. He said, first, how True the Votes Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips formed relationships with QAnon influencers to target an election software company and be a liaison between QAnon influencers and law enforcement after they claimed the FBI spurned them. Now, Alex, it's just a a fact of the matter here that if the FBI did not want to follow up on federal laws that were being broken, uh, it was only logical for the people who held the information about those laws that had been broken uh, to reach out to independent journalists such as myself, because people like you in the mainstream media uh, refused to actually do your due diligence. And instead, you continue to play cover for organizations like Connick who do have ties to China because they had infrastructure maintained in China, and their CEO was a Chinese immigrant. We'll get into more of that in a moment. It's also very logical, once you have that information and the awareness of those crimes, to reach out to local jurisdictions that were directly affected by them. So either uh, whether it was me or anybody else at True the Vote or any other number of independent journalists and researchers that chose to reach out to make a relationship with law enforcement and to help with their investigations, that's neither here nor there. The only problem you seem to have is that this 17th letter of the alphabet is somehow included in it. But it has nothing to do with the investigation itself. This is your opportunity and your attempt here to cast aspersions and cast shade on a legitimate criminal investigation. And it wouldn't be legitimate if L.A. County hadn't charged Eugene Yu and Connick. But Alex updated his article from September 15th yesterday to say, Regarding the news about Connick and its founder, it remains a fact that True the Vote collaborated with QAnon influencers to target the company. That still happened. No, what actually happened is that True the Vote partnered up with independent journalists to do independent investigations and then to give that information to law enforcement so local agencies such as the L.A. County District Attorney could then take that information and charge Eugene Yu and Connick when the federal government refused to do so. Now, one thing that's very interesting to me uh, is that when you file a a document in court, like, say, a, a defamation case against an organization like True the Vote or any other private individuals, you can lie all you want. 
you can't get charged with perjury for saying that. So uh, in the same way that Alex Kaplan is playing cover and putting out straw man arguments to try to defame True the Vote or to try to defame independent journalists like myself and many others, Connick also put straw man arguments and lies, direct lies, in their lawsuit against Catherine, Greg, and True the Vote. Now, in their actual filing, they said by specifying what it is they do and do not do, Connex software products are not involved in any way in the registration of voters, the production, distribution, scanning, or processing of ballots, nor the collection, counting, or reporting of votes. Indeed, Connex never handles any ballots, and no ballots or other voting counts ever enter into Connex computer servers. Now, that was never actually alleged. What was only alleged is that Connick was keeping the personal data and these dossiers on poll workers throughout the country, uh, wherever they had contracts to operate, on that server in China. Now, Connick continues to lie in their filing where they say, but even more shocking, defendants falsely claimed they had discovered that Connick had an unsecured server located in Wuhan, China. That turns out to have actually been true, Connick lied about that in their defamation suit. And in the same way that other major companies have attempted to bring defamation suits against independent journalists and organizations that are hoping to bring attention to these very important and critical matters, Connick attempted to lie about True the Vote. And now that they've been charged by the L.A. County District Attorney's Office, this lawsuit of theirs is going to be dead in the water. Now, I had mentioned in the introduction some people have uh, uh, raised a bit of an alarm at the fact that this is taking place in L.A. County, uh, that the fact that uh, this is being handled by George Gascon. I-, I would like to remind everybody, George Gascon is the L.A. County District Attorney, but he oversees a large uh, organization which has a number of other assistant district attorneys that each will handle their own cases. Now, I tend to believe that uh, George Gascon was forced to act on this not only because the majority of people that live in L.A. County and that were L.A. County poll workers were Democrats, but also because he's already had a fair amount of negative press as a result of, of his refusal to prosecute a number of crimes and, and to put some very violent and, and, and intimidating people back out onto the streets. But in this press release, L.A. County also makes mention of the fact that this is only about that personal identifying information. I'm just going to read it to you one more time. Uh, Gascon said, I want to thank my prosecutors and investigators for their commitment to eliminating cyber intrusions against government entities and local businesses, data breaches that are an ongoing threat to our digital way of life. And when we entrust a company to hold our confidential data, as they did with Connick, they must be willing and able to protect our personal identifying information from theft. Otherwise, we are all victims. It continues, this investigation is concerned solely with the personal identifying information of election workers. In this case, the alleged conduct had no impact on the tabulation of votes and did not alter election results. But security in all aspects of any election is essential so that we have full faith in the integrity of the election process. So again, They are making mention of the fact that this had nothing to do with the tabulation of votes. So the fact that Connick and other mainstream media outlets are attempting to pin that label on our investigation of Connick is simply a straw man argument. Now, why do I keep harping on the fact that uh, True the Vote uh, has said nothing about them actually having anything to do with the county of ballots, uh, with L.A. County? 
not mentioning anything about Connick having to do with the counting of ballots or Connick themselves mentioning that they have nothing to do with the counting of ballots. Well, this is highly relevant because this case is only the first case to be brought against Connick. This case has to do with that PII, personal identifying information. But it does not mean that this is where the story ends, because I am certain, my friends, and I have uh, certain reasons to believe that there will be more charges, that there is a lot more to this story, and that it doesn't necessarily end with Connick. And there is a very good reason for that. It's the election system that we're concerned about here. It doesn't matter that Connick actually didn't tabulate ballots or count ballots or have anything to do with the processing of votes. What matters is that Connick was given a massive $2.9 million contract over five years to safeguard that data, the personal identifying information of anyone who is registering as a poll worker. Now, that is part of our election system. And if we take a look at the Code of Federal Regulations, Part 7, Title 15, Subtitle A, it is entitled Securing the Information and Communications Technology and Services Supply Chain. So essentially, what this Federal Register entry states is that it prohibits any company that sells or provides services, uh, provides hardware or software, or that is used in any part of the supply chain that is national critical infrastructure, it becomes a felony to have transactions with foreign adversaries. And by the, the very nature of the fact that they had that server in Wuhan, China, that meant that there was business being done with foreign adversaries. Now, who are those foreign adversaries? Let's just take a look because it doesn't end with China. But it, number one, includes the People's Republic of China. That includes Hong Kong. We've also got the Republic of Cuba on there. We've also got the Islamic Republic of Iran and the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. We've also got Russia on there and Venezuela. So all of these different countries are barred from doing business with any other business that is providing these contracts for government entities here in the United States. And I'm sure you'll all remember that election infrastructure is part of our national critical infrastructure, and that is part of that executive order from Donald Trump. And again, what did Connect do? They designed and distributed the poll chief software to a number of counties and cities throughout the nation, I believe at least uh, one or two states as well, which maintained and categorized every single person who verified themselves as a election poll worker. Now, how does this tie in to the critical infrastructure of our election systems? Well, let's take a look at Allegheny County, Pennsylvania, which is one such county that actually also had a contract with uh, Connick for their poll chief software. Now, if you take a look at the website here, it's AlleghenyCounty.us forward slash elections forward slash poll dash workers dot ASPX. You have the poll worker application, you have the poll worker login, uh, and then right here you have uh, the uh, information on how to complete the poll chief application. Let's take a look at that. So how do you become a poll worker by using the poll chief software? Well, when you visit this website, you're going to be directed to log in or register on the poll chief website. Now, the really interesting thing about this is how poll chief verifies that the applicant 
is eligible to be a poll worker there in that county, that city, that state. Uh, and it turns out that they have to use the voter registration database to verify whether or not the account has already been created or will be permitted to continue. So that means that Poll Chief ties directly into our, what, say it for me, critical election infrastructure, which makes this a national security issue, which was also something that was said at the pit. Uh, So it doesn't really matter to me what uh, Alex Kaplan or the New York Times or anybody else says. We know by reading the Federal Register in this very particular entry here, we know that the actions Connect took by maintaining their own infrastructure, that server, in Wuhan, China, which is an adversary which is listed on the non-permitted nations here in uh, Section 7, Subtitle A, Title 15 of the Federal Code of Regulations, that they have therefore committed a felonious act and broken the law. And it's not a conspiracy theory. In fact, it's not a theory at all. This is objective fact. We know this information because we can go to Allegheny County, Pennsylvania's own website and to the directions they provide to sign up for the poll chief software. And it verifies in this document that poll chief verifies that person's information through the voter registration database. Again, critical election infrastructure And this is a much larger crime than the one crime that is currently being prosecuted. And so, therefore, in my opinion, the likelihood that Connick is going to be taking a look at some other additional charges in the future or that other people associated with Connick or various counties throughout the nation might also be putting themselves up to get their own charges as a result of what we're seeing here. Now, the part that gets me really excited is because, as I said in the beginning, I believe this is going to open up the floodgates. L.A. County is merely the first place that this is going to happen. And I think it's very important that we make sure we focus on the personal identifying information and how Connick broke federal law uh, by maintaining that server over there. They had 1.8 million people just from the L.A. County area alone. And uh, to be quite honest with you, one million names or one million entries for personal identifying information is the cutoff for where they break this particular law. But if you think about the entirety of Connect's uh, spread and where the poll chief software was implemented, you realize it becomes many, many more than 1.8 million uh, individuals. It becomes many millions of individuals. So here's what I am going to suggest each and every one of you do, that you go ahead and check your own county. Take a look and see if they use the poll chief software. And if they do, then you should probably give them a call and ask them if they're aware of the arrest and indictment of Eugene Yu, uh, if they're aware of the crimes of Connick, and if they're aware of the press release put out by the L.A. County District Attorney's Office, and then ask them if they've spoken to the L.A. County District's Attorney's Office. Because undoubtedly, if you or someone you know was among the many millions of Americans that had your data exposed on those Chinese servers— then you have a claim and you have a reason to be upset about this. Uh, There was a whole list of counties and states and cities that I put out in my pit post-mortem video. I don't have my notes directly in front of me here, but I know that there were other areas throughout the United States uh, that probably used the poll chief software and they just hadn't been identified yet at that time. Another very exciting part of this for me is that once the additional crimes of Connick that were likely to have been committed 
are exposed, uh, there's going to be much larger and much more exciting investigations. Again, this is going to lead to opening of the floodgates, and there very likely could be a direct connection to espionage, uh, to spying on Americans, and to the Chinese Communist Party. Now, I stated earlier in the video that uh, companies that are based in China uh, have a ownership stake with the Chinese Communist Party. This has been verified. I've talked about it before. Uh, and uh, they, uh, in the mainstream media, they have tried to claim that True the Vote and anybody who is looking at Eugene Yu and making claims about connections to the Chinese Communist Party is somehow racist. Well, Eugene Yu is not a natural-born American citizen. He emigrated here from China. Uh, and we know about the Thousand Talents program. We know about the Confucius Institutes. We know about the Chinese Communist Party's massive spying operation that's going on right now here in the United States. So it's very likely that Eugene Yu does have some connection still to this day to China and to the CCP. Now, one of those anons who's done an incredible level of research connecting Eugene Yu directly to the Chinese Communist Party is Kanakoa the Great, and he recently put out a new Substack article where he details all of those connections in excruciating fashion. Let's take a look. Okay, so right here, 13 hours ago, Connex CEO Eugene Yu's connections to China's National People's Congress and Chinese telecom giants. Let's take a look. First of all, September 2nd, have Chinese spies infiltrated American elections? On a previous and archived version of Connex's old website, uh, which was entitled that time U-Leon.CN, which is China, uh, U praised the vision of the former Chinese president, Comrade Zhang Zemin. He said, in line with the principles of political tasks first and economic benefits of enterprise second, our company has perfected and formed the whole set of election management theory and software tools in line with China's national conditions. That sure sounds like Connect developed the poll chief software first for the Chinese mainland and then exported it here to America. If we continue on, U.S. election company connected to Chinese companies, coders, and patents. I've heard it said that the poll chief software was actually developed by the Chinese in China, and they have deep roots in terms of the management and maintenance of that software. I'm sure that's something that's going to come out when the investigators that are looking into uh, Connex servers and uh, all of their IP addresses and traffic coming and going uh, into their main office and then to their website, I'm sure that's all going to come out. Uh, so that's something that we should be learning about in the future. Of course, FBI conceals Chinese infiltration of U.S. election software. The title for this is because the FBI knew about it and chose to do nothing. Now, if we take a look at the substance of this article, it was found that Eugene Yu had registered a number of Chinese websites directly to his Connect email address, and that includes one website, which is entitled hongzhentech.cn, a Chinese website, of course. Now, this is a website that belongs to a technology company called Jinhua Hongzhen Technology. What do they do? Well, they happen to be an election software company, which is the number one voting technology provider for none other than the China's National People's Congress. They have partnerships uh, to that end with a number of well-known Chinese companies, including Huawei, China Telecom, China Mobile. They operate in more than 20 provinces all across the Chinese mainland. 
And on their Weibo page, you find additional connections between Connect, Eugene Yu, and all of these other Chinese companies. From a post on April of 2016, Hongzhen Technology describes how it provides election, voting, voting-related software products, and overall solutions for China's National People's Congress. Its predecessor, Jinhua Yulian Network Technology Company Limited, Connect Limited, was established in November 2005. That sounds like Connect was originally founded in China in 2005 under a completely different name. You uh, get just a little bit more confirmation from that when you look further into the post, and it says that it is a software company that has been engaged in software offshore outsourcing services for more than 10 years. The overseas customers served include more than 20 government customers in North America, including Washington, D.C. and Edmonton, Canada. And I think we'll stop there because that is a fairly direct and straightforward connection between Eugene Yu and Connect and China. China being run by the Chinese Communist Party, which then has business interests with all of these companies that operate inside China. And once again, considering that server was in China, that means that de facto the Chinese Communist Party had access to the information about all of those people. So I think that that's going to be the end of today's episode, and I just want to suggest to everybody once more that you go to your own county's election website, check to see if Poll Chief software is being used, and then call the people in that election office and ask them once again, are they aware, first of all, of the indictment of Eugene Yu and his arrest? Are they aware of the claims being made by the L.A. District Attorney's Office? And then ask them if they plan to take any action and if they have spoken to L.A. County in regards to their investigation, because it may help them with their own investigation. All right, my friends, that's all I've got for you today. I cannot stress enough the importance of your participation in this investigation. This has got to be crowdsourced. There are literally thousands of counties all across the United States and only so many people who can look into each and every one of them. Now, you have to make it about that personal identifying information. You have to make it about the breach of contract because that means these counties are going to get the money back from Connect and they're going to safeguard the information of the people who live within their jurisdiction. Both of these are extremely good reasons for all of these areas to look into the situation and see if they were among the people who were affected by Connex's clear connection to the Chinese government. I want to thank everyone for joining me. As always, this has been Red Pill 78. My name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this was another edition of Red Pill News. Good luck, everyone, and God bless.